From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. It's almost cliche by now to say we are a nation divided, living at a time of unprecedented partisanship. Our citizens irreparably split over social issues. Well, a new PBS series presented by GPB questions the premise that those fractures are unparalleled in America. Retro Report on PBS explores the origins of issues and ideas that continue to replay in our headlines and culture today. And it premieres tonight at 9 right here on GPB. Tonight on Retro, understanding the present by revealing the past. I'm Celeste Headley. And I'm Masood Olafani. This is Retro Report on PBS. This morning, we are joined by the two hosts of the program. Masood Olafani is a multimedia artist based here in Atlanta. Masood, welcome. Thank you. And a voice familiar to GPB listeners, an author, a journalist, TEDx phenom, and founding host of On Second Thoughts, Celeste Headley, welcome. Such a pleasure to be on the show. Well, great to hear you. <laughs> Celeste, your voice is known to so many and radio and podcast listeners as a host of this program, certainly, but also with The Takeaway, guest hosting NPR News Magazines. What is it like for you to be telling stories on this visual medium of TV? Um, it, it kind of releases some of the pressure. <laughs> you know, when you're on radio, you need to be telling a story and painting a picture using only an audio signal, right? Um, so there is a certain benefit to be to have have pictures that help you with some of the storytelling. Um, and it's really great. The Retro Report team is so good at finding this incredible archival footage. Um, so you can hear, not just hear these voices of people like B.F. Skinner um, from history, the psychologist, but also see them. And it just makes such a, a different experience uh, from from just audio. Not better, not worse, but different. Yeah. Well, Masood, you're an artist, you're a writer and actor as well, but your visual art is very steeped in history. How does how does Retro Report fit in with your sense of the historic narrative? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, if Retro Report was looking for an artist uh, that kind of conceptually paired with their uh, idea of what the show would be about, I certainly uh, kind of fit that criteria. Um, you know, I, I look at, in, in my visual work, I look at the world through the lens uh, to the prism of historical uh, reference uh, in an attempt to try to collapse time and link our present moment to the past. And I think Retro Report does the same thing yeah. through the lens of the news. Um, so for me, it wasn't a stretch to kind of integrate that idea. It just seemed like a natural, perfect kind of fit. I mean, who knew, right? And now you have a staff to gather all of those visuals for you. <laughs> yeah, I got a staff, all right. Well, you guys have covered so many stories in this first season. I'm just going to reel off artificial sure. intelligence, the recycling movement, the Pentagon Papers and press leaks, origins of landmark environmental policies. And so much of what is going on in American politics and culture right now strikes me as a fight over which stories are which part of stories get told. How do you and your team decide? You know, there's a pretty rigorous um, process that all, every story goes through. Number one, we are extremely 
aggressively nonpartisan, if I can use that phrase, um, meaning that we're not aiming to support or tear down any current argument. All we're trying to do is say, let's take, for example, artificial intelligence. And there's so many news headlines dealing with artificial intelligence, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or um, data gathering on behalf of Google. And we're going to say, wait, before you make up your mind today, let's walk you back to where this all started, and then we'll walk you forward through history till we get back to modern times, and then you might have a totally different perspective. So when it comes to um, choosing stories, they not only have to have that kind of story behind them, where we can really give context, but you know, frankly, they kind of have to be more modern because it's a TV show. So we have to have something to show on TV, meaning that you're not going to see a whole lot of stories from the 19th century, for example. (laughs) You couldn't get the footage? Yeah, there was no footage available. (laughs) But, you know, you mentioned the science story, and there is, there's a lot of discussion about we're not only living in a sort of divided political reality, but divided senses or perceptions of reality. And here, this is speaking to this, and in some level, journalist and writer Seth Mnookin, he's talking about how one disproven support linking vaccination and autism in the 90s gave rise to vaccine resistance or hesitance today. There are almost two languages here. There's the language of science, and then there's English. And in the language of science, you have these signifiers, like to the best of our knowledge, as far as we know, because you can't say anything with 100%, you can't prove a negative. And so when scientists speak in their language and the rest of us translate that into English, it sounds like they're saying something very different than they're saying. So, Celeste, you were talking about with artificial intelligence, we see the headlines, but we don't necessarily know the language. We don't know the meaning. What are, what are you doing at Retro Report to illuminate those kind of meanings that have been piled up one upon the other? We just see the term and we don't really know it. Yeah, so that's a really good clip that you've pulled. And the reason I say that is because we want to make sure everyone leaves Retro Report understanding Meaning that we use phrases like you can't prove a negative and we use them pretty freely, but I bet you there's some people who don't really understand what that means. I mean, what it means is that you can't prove that something doesn't exist, doesn't exist, right? But there's many people who don't actually get what that means or how it relates to vaccines. So one of the things that Retro Report really does is make those connections and it makes them in a way that is plain spoken, as clear as possible. We don't have pundits on, so there's nobody on there just giving opinions. Uh, We trace it back to sources, the original sources. You don't just talk about um, conditioning with a psychologist. We talk about conditioning with B.F. Skinner, who did the very earliest empirical research into very rewards and the ways that software now manipulates our behavior. So that's one of the ways that Retro Report is not only trying to get around partisanship, but also be as clear as possible that, so that people really understand. Yeah. So the other thing I see here a lot is correcting the record, or let's say debunking stories that get repeated or reinforced year by year. I think of 
the murder of Kitty Genovese. Now, this is in Queens, 1964, a woman murdered on the street screaming, and, and the story was nobody responded. This was the origins of this idea of the bystander effect. What, what is it that you, what did you find in your investigation? Masood, you're, you're nodding, so I'm going to you. Yeah, I, you mean specifically the Kitty Genovese yeah. story? Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's an interesting story because I think it uh, really uh, is a perfect example of how a past moment really informs our present. And we see, you know, examples, uh, you know, in the media, and we live in this age of cell phone recording, so everything is taking place in a sense in real time, right? We have recording of that. So, you know, this this whole idea of people standing by the bystander effect and uh, this kind of indifference to other people's suffering and that kind of growing out of that experience um, and us being able to link that and show that, that, uh, you know, this this uh, place that we're in where, you know, um, individuals can actually be in a space where they see somebody getting assaulted or getting hurt. And then uh, in some kind of way, justify it in their own mind not to get involved. Uh, so I think looking at that and, and looking at it through the, through the lens of the Kitty Genovese story um, really gives us a sense of understanding of where this kind of uh, idea comes from, where, you know, how we strike these bargains within ourselves to, um, to turn a deaf ear to other people's suffering. I would add, you know, one of the great things that Retro Report does is make some unexpected connections. So all those things Masood is talking about, that, you know, they are connecting that back to all of the cyberbullying um, that goes on and the things that happen online in the digital world. We may think, though, it's a completely different story than a woman being stabbed multiple times on a, on a New York street. But in fact, there are not dozens of people watching others be harmed or be hurt but sometimes thousands or even millions. And, and this has come up again and again with not just law enforcement officers, but psychologists saying, how could people just sit there and watch as though this were entertainment? And that in order to trace the roots of that phenomenon, we have to take it all the way back to Kitty Genovese. Now, the thing I would mention is that the story of Kitty Genovese is not exactly what maybe a lot of people were told. It turns out there weren't quite as many people um, hearing her distress as was originally thought. There was a, a little bit of hyperbole going on in that original story. Um, but that's exactly the kind of context and nuance that we're trying to present. And we know that our listeners are smart enough and concerned enough to, to be entertained. Celeste Headley there. She and Masood Olufani are hosts of a brand new TV show. It's called Retro Report on PBS, and it premieres tonight at 9 on GPB TV. Well, it strikes me that Retro Report is also a little bit, it's the story of journalism in some ways, that how stories are told and what is chosen to be told, what gets covered and, and what is taken for fact. Yeah, that's right. It's funny. Our executive producer, Kira Darnton, is, likes to say that if journalism is the first draft of history, Retro Report aims to be the second draft. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the benefit that we have of not having to cover the minutiae and details of breaking news, um, the fact that we're bringing in history allows us to be way more rigorous about the facts, fact-checking and sourcing and making sure everything that's on there is accurate. And what that comes down to in terms of choosing stories is that if we can't verify a story, it's not going to be on Retro Report. Well, history in general is having a pop culture moment right now. We think of revisionist history with the 1619 Project, the Memory Palace, these podcasts, very, very popular. Why do you think this thirst for perspective is so big right now? 
You know, I, I for me, I think it's uh, there has been this kind of ongoing gradual uh, sense of trying to reckon with our historical uh, past. And I think uh, in America, we've done a very good job of having practicing a kind of selective uh, memory, right? The things that are that are troubling, that conflict with the uh, romanticized narrative that we try to tell ourselves and one another. Um, I think a, a lot of that is being debunked. and The golden uh, age of yesteryear exactly, idea. Exactly, exactly. And I think that kind, that, that's, a, that's a national problem, but it's also an individual problem, right? That gets practiced in families, in relationships, where we don't talk about those parts of our relationships that are troubling and difficult because we uh, think it's easier just to pretend like those things didn't happen. But what happens? How do those relationships, how do those relationships suffer as a result of, of that kind of um, refusal to engage uh, around those troubling issues. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's such an important thing to be able to look back with a kind of clear-eyed vision, um, a humility, a commitment to integrity and honesty, and to confront those things with courage uh, because it'll help us move forward in a more positive uh, and a more unified light. Yeah. Well, there are so many surprises for me here. Capping off every episode exactly. is now it all makes sense. Andy Borowitz, <laughs> yeah. who's just the wonderfully wry author of the Borowitz Report yeah. uh, from the, the New Yorker. He said that he thinks of this as, as retro report as schoolhouse rock for grownups. Mm. So how does that humor fit into these investigations of stories with deep cultural resonance? You know, to try to pretend like all of these issues were not did not involve humor when they were first happening, <laughs> to try to pretend like even when the Pentagon Papers were being released or, or during the, even during tragic events like the Kenny Genovese murder, th- that there were not jokes cracked, um, that that's not how human beings handle, uh, you know, very, very difficult pain and, and struggle, that would be ridiculous, right? I mean, this is just an acknowledgement from PBS that uh, humor is as important in our understanding of events. It, humor is as important in helping us put things in context as our intellect is. Celeste Headley, thank you so much. A pleasure to speak with you. Same. Thank you. Masood Olufani, thank you very much for joining us. No, it's my pleasure. Celeste Headley and Masood Olufani, they're hosts of the new TV show Retro Report on PBS. It premieres tonight at 9 on GPB. You'll find a link to watch a trailer of the show at gpbnews.org.